good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever time it is, and you're listening to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw. I'm very, very excited about today's new podcast. I'm sitting here with two beautiful, talented women. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. They just started laughing. You could tell we're going to have a lot of fun today. We visited a little bit before we started, but we saved a lot of it because they have the best podcast themselves. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to get right to it. I'm sitting here with Jamie Lynn Sigler and Jenna Paris. So their podcast is Mama Said. <laughs> now, if you can just imagine what we have to talk about today, it's going to be, well, I know one of my favorites because we all have children, of course, Mama Said. My children are not babies anymore, even though I still call them baby, and they have yet to tell me not to do that, (laughs) but they also have children. So I'm going to start out right now first by asking both of them to tell you listeners about their children. How many do you have, and what ages are they? Well, I'm Jamie, and I have two little boys, Bo, who is uh, six and a half, and Jack, who is almost two. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And uh, they treat me like their queen. As much as I I had like a bit of gender disappointment, to be honest, when I found out I was having another boy, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. They just, they love me up and they make me feel amazing on my worst days. I I wouldn't trade it for the world. I I got complete body chills when you said that because I always wanted... A boy. So I, of course, really was thrilled when my first child was a a son. Mm -hmm. And then I had my second child. And uh, way back then, he just turned 33, but way back then, they had just invented or created ultrasounds. Mm. And they were kind of blurry. And I was told it was a little girl. I was fine. I was thrilled. I was thrilled. But when I delivered him, my doctor, who is a friend of ours, said, oh, what, what? Because it's a boy. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. We kept saying it was a girl. I was so thrilled to have a second son. Oh. Because I know you'll agree that being the only woman in the house, you are the queen of the house. I truly am. Yes. I, I truly, I am, I am catered to and told how wonderful I am all the time. Oh. And I know how awful I was as a daughter to my mother as a teenager. So there's a good chance that I'll be escaping that. So, I, so I'm, I'm not going to look over that. But <laughs> I will be the first one right now to say little girls are so magical and so precious and such yes. little princesses because I do have a granddaughter. So Jenna, now tell us about your well, children. Um, I have two, um, a boy who's four oh. and a little girl Yay. who I'm, I'm in for it, but um, she's almost two in the a couple cutest. weeks. And so we have two queens in our house, oh, I love it. Um, me and Daisy and no, but they're amazing. And they uh, give me a run for my money. They're <laughs> very close together. They're really close together. I um, love that. And I wanted it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that it happened that way. Um, my and, grandchildren are 17 months apart. and, and 17? Uh, yes. My son Jay and my daughter-in-law, beautiful, oh my precious gosh. daughter-in-law, Erica, planned it that way. You know what? I was just like, 
I was excited to, I, I have a sister who's two years, four months apart from me. And that's basically exactly what my kids are. Oh, so it's just sweet. what I knew. And it was, it was fun. And uh -huh. they're awesome. They're starting to play together. And oh, I love that. You know, I have yeah. a twin brother. Oh, so you do? I had three older sisters. Um, that Identical? I mean, no, no it can't well, be. It, well, it can't, it can't be. be, but no. we still favor each other quite a bit. Yeah. And my daughter-in-law is an identical triplet. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I, we oh really God. understand. I really understand that that bond. Yes. That having them close together or, yeah. of course, being My a grandma's multiple. a twin. Yeah. Oh. Identical twin. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. So I understand my children, my two boys, are seven years apart. So I kind of understand both. So both. do I. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you plan it. Sometimes you don't. So. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. It doesn't matter how far apart they are how, or, or when you do have them. They're really little treasures. They are. Know? It's a privilege, I think. The greatest. Listeners, that's what we're here today to talk about being mothers. And they're not all glory days. No. I'm just going to say that. They're not perfect children. It's not like we're going to bash being a mother, but we're going to we're going to be real today. We're going to talk about everything we've done and everything that we've learned from, everything that is blessed and everything that maybe isn't mm -hmm. about motherhood today. Because I feel like we have this platform right now. You have your platform, your podcast, Mama Said. I think that's a gift we all have. So why not be real? And why not have fun at the same time? Because things have been running through my mind all morning and all day yesterday. Every time I think about us getting together, I just bust out laughing at some of the things I remember with my two boys being 40 and 33. Oh, my gosh. And I still remember things just from the moment they were born. Sure. And then now we have even fresh, fun stories from the two of you. So I say we get started. But first, I want to talk about a few things about the two of you, sure, because sure. you both are so accomplished. But as mothers, I'd like to first start out with what makes you, you, and what has brought you to this point as mothers. Jamie, mm -hmm. you're an actress. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've already talked about the fact that you have two boys. So you're a mother, mm -hmm. an actress, and you're widely known for your work as Meadow Soprano on HBO's The Sopranos. Yes. And you are just so talented. And yeah. actually, you have two movies coming out this month. Yes. This month. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Can we talk about those now or do you want sure. to wait and talk about them later? We can get it right out there out of the I'd way. Um, I believe it's December 13th. Wow. I have a movie coming out called Mob Town which is a true story of like the biggest mafia meeting that there ever was and the biggest bust of all of them in this tiny little upstate town in New York called Appalachian. And I play Josephine Barbara, who is the lady of the house that hosts it. And so growing up in a show like Sopranos and being around all of these like archetypes of like the mob wives and stuff. And Meadow was obviously like the anti-mob girl and she rejected it as much as she could. To be able to go and be in like a period movie in the 1960s and play one of these glorified mob wives was such a dream, such uh -huh. a treat. I went for it with the accent, with the attitude. Oh. It was it was a lot of fun. And it was like six or seven months after I'd had my baby too. And it was my first time really going back to work kind of since I'd had kids in general. 
So it was a lot of fun. So that comes out on the 13th. And then on December 19th, I'm finally in a movie that my son can watch called Adventure Force 5. It's kind of a mix between like Goonies and Big Hero 6, if you know what those are. And it's about these five little misfit kids that save their town and the world and their families. And um, I play the two main boys' mom. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So that comes out too. I love that. So it's kind of a taste of both worlds for you. Totally. What a fun month of December. Yes. And um, I am also voicing, and it comes out um, December 6th. I'm the first ever um, Jewish princess on Disney's Elena of Avalor. I play Princess <gasps> Rebecca, and her first episode airs on December 6th, which my kids will also watch as well, which I'm excited. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So she teaches everyone about Hanukkah. Oh, <laughs> perfect that. timing. Yeah. I love that. And you know, a lot of people would say right now, where do you find the time? No, but you know what? Even on my way here right now, I was just on the phone with my husband because I'm starting another movie and I was supposed to start it next week and I just found out I'm starting it Saturday <gasps> and I was supposed to take my kids to, to take pictures with Santa on Saturday and I had all these plans because oh. I was just away for three weeks in Vancouver and I was away from my kids for 12 days straight and just, I was, you get, you have these plans of like, okay, this is when I'm going to be the present mom with them these full two days and now I'm working Saturday all day Sunday. Then I go to New York next week and it's, it's hard, and I always feel like there's one area of my life that I'm just not good at today. Like, I'm not focusing on my career enough mm-hmm. today, or I'm not being a present enough mom, but I've learned to forgive myself and allow myself because the truth is I have a lot of dreams. Uh-huh. I, I have my dreams of being the mom I want to be, of being the actress I want to be, the wife, the friend— all those things, and I'm just doing the best I can, and that's all I can do to and that's service all, you can all do. of them. I love that because, honestly, no one can do it all. No. No one can do it all. And the last thing, in my opinion, the last thing I think anyone needs to do is to beat themselves up or sit around and feel guilty about not being able to do it all because it's just impossible. It's impossible. And I truly believe that you shouldn't give up on your dreams. We yeah. all have dreams. And I just feel like you have to do what it is, everything you can do to make it all work out. And thankfully, you have your husband to help you. I couldn't do without the support system I had. Yes, with my husband and my nanny and yes. my mom who will fly in from New York. She, When I had to go to Vancouver, she booked a flight and oh. stayed at my house for seven days because God bless family. there's just something about when you have to be away from your kids mm-hmm. for so many nights mm-hmm. as much as I love my nanny and stuff mm-hmm. I just like I need blood there uh-huh. like I yeah. need like my mom's yes. the best best thing to me mm-hmm. and like if I'm not there to put my kids down to bed and my husband's working it's got to be my mom exactly and in this day and time we have FaceTime yes we have every device we could possibly need. It's like you never left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because sometimes you just want to see their little faces. You want uh-huh. to hear their little voices. They want to hear yours. So, you know, I just, I, God bless you and su- I support Thanks. you 100%. So congratulations on everything Thank that's happening you. this it's month. It's all I've ever wanted. And that's what I try and remind myself mm-hmm. is like, I've I've been there where it's been really slow and Jenna saw me, saw me through all of it, you know, thinking I'm going to quit or what am I going to do? And then I was literally about to say, I mean, we've had so many talks about you just being like, I don't know, like, is this it for me? Is this it? And then, you know, 
I I knew that you wouldn't give up, but I but you were talking through it because you know you yeah. have to talk through. You but I talk- also had like crazy moments where I'd be sitting on the floor with my kids and like lose my breath because be like, I would be like, yeah. oh, "This can't just be it." For I'm me. not just mm-hmm. a stay at home mom. Nothing. Wrong I with tried it. to be a stay at home mom, yeah. and it's the hardest job in the world. And I love my kids. I love being with them, and it is a privilege mm-hmm. to get to be with them that much. But they're is a big part of me that I also have to honor. That's yeah, but also that's it's what right. you're used Without to. You, guilt. You've been working since you were so young. Yeah. So it's a part of you. Totally. And even if it wasn't a part of you, you should just never feel guilty for, mm-hmm. you know, not ne- needing and wanting to be with your children 24-7. That's right. doesn't mean you don't love them. That, right. That's, thank you. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, I have a mission statement with my company, and that is it's not selfish to put yourself first. And you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of those you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have a need inside of you that you must leave your children for a short time of the day or to fulfill a need you have in yourself, mm-hmm. I believe doing them a favor because you're putting yourself first, you're fulfilling a need that you have that makes you a better mom. Yes. Yeah. It makes you a better mom when you come home. Now you're a hundred percent with them. Yeah. It's medicine. You need to go away to come back a better person. That's exactly right. It's, I mean, that's exactly right. And Jenna, speaking of making the decision to do what it is you feel you must do or need to do, you are a musician. And when you decided to have children, yeah, you made the decision to be a a stay-at-home mom, correct? Yeah, I did. Um, so I will always be a musician. You know, mm-hmm. I chased the dream for a while, decided that I'm just, you know, obsessed with karaoke and I'll sing at <laughs> weddings all the time. And, you know, I sing at every single one of my friend's weddings and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love singing, but I didn't need to, you know, be on stage. Uh-huh. Um, but I worked, uh, I had a day job up until I got, um, up until I gave birth to uh-huh. my son. And then, yes, decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And that was my decision. We knew it was going to be hard. You know, financially, it's so hard to lose, you know, someone's paycheck every single month. Um, But we did it. We made it work. And for me and for my husband and for my kids, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was such a good learning experience. It's what I felt like I really wanted to do. And I was Mm -hmm. luckily able to do it. This was my goal. I mean, my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom for Uh a little bit. I also didn't have... um, Besides singing, which was always my passion, my day jobs in marketing, whatever I did, um, it wasn't, you know, something that I wanted to rush back to. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fulfilling me. So I made a promise to myself and to my husband, to my kids that I wouldn't really go back to work Mm -hmm. unless, of course, I absolutely had to. Uh But I wouldn't go back to work until I really found something Mm -hmm. that I was excited to get up and do. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, like that's just, you know, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I was connected with Jamie. I mean, we had known each other yeah. and our my husband knew Jamie, but but we connected for some reason. We saw each other on Instagram and it just... Well, it I, had. I think I, we met at a party. Yes. Someone introduced at a party. We always had mutual friends. Yes. But then I saw that Jenna was pregnant with her second baby the same time I was. Yes. We were due a month apart. Mm-hmm. And... Early on in our pregnancy, we yeah. noticed that we were... Yeah. And I reached out. You, I reached out yeah. because, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll get into the podcast yes. and how we started yeah. because I reached out to her because although a lot of my friends were pregnant around the same time with my first, that whole experience was very isolating for me. I had such a mixed bag of emotions 
uh, after he was born. And I thought that there was something wrong with me. I thought I was a bad mom. And I always loved Jenna's vibe. And so when in anticipating my second baby, I just like forced myself to be her friend because I just wanted to protect myself. Like, I don't want to go through this alone again. Mm -hmm. I want to. And Jenna became that person for me that my I always say my permission slip right. to like oh. talk about the things that aren't pretty all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we and through we were, our relationship yeah. birth this podcast. <gasps> right. Oh, I love that. I mean, the pictures we were sending each other. It oh, was like not graphic, pretty. Like, graphic, I mean, like not safe for work stuff. Not safe for work. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're like, is this, are you again. feeling this right now? Do, you, do your boobs oh. look like this right now? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, you like, hate your husband right now. Yes. Like, yes. Have like, you pooped we, in a last yeah, week? Exactly. Oh. It was I mean, Jenna, it was just everything. I, everything. I can totally relate to what you're saying because I too was a stay-at-home mom. And when Philip and I, we dated for three and a half years before we got married. But honestly, the first, he says it's the first date, but I think it was <laughs> the always third. always like kind of mixed stories. <laughs> I yeah. think it was the third yeah. date. <laughs> I was really honest with him because I knew he was the one. And I said, I just think you should know that I believe I was put on this earth to be a wife and mother. And my life dream is to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I want to be a, a, a loving wife and a loving mother and if you don't see that in your future, then I believe that we should be through. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that we should not don't keep this going. Don't waste your time. I like right. it. It's kind of what I right. did with Neil. Like right off the bat, I was like, what do you want to name our kids? And if you get freaked out by this conversation, then, yeah. then bye-bye. You know, you're then bye-bye. for me. Yeah. And he was like, well, and I was like, oh, he's on board. So. Yeah, yeah. Because I did. I said, you know, I believe in love at first sight. I believe you're the one. Yeah. When I'm with you, I feel safe. So no games yes. needed to be played. Yeah, that was, was almost easy. 47 years ago. But he listened and then we talked about it. But I grew up really very poor and couldn't graduate high school and go right into full-time college. So I had to work full-time and help even my family, but mm-hmm. help myself. And I went to school at night. But it was always known that the minute we can afford it, I will quit my job and Oh. have a family and that be a stay-at-home mom. That, that was my goal. It's a beautiful goal. It to is. Have. Thank you. Really and then is. now here I am fulfilling my, I mean, all of my new dreams I created within myself, I guess, as I raised my children. So they're now grown adults, like I said earlier, 33 and 40. Living they their have, dreams. Yes. And my new dream was, of course, to be a grandmother. I am. And so I have all kinds of new dreams that I am able to fulfill. You're now a stage mom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because I saw her son perform and it was amazing. And I was like, oh my God, who is this? And I was like, wait a second. I love that story. I should have introduced myself. Oh. I didn't know I was coming on. (laughs) I love that. For you listeners who don't know, before we got started today, Jenna was telling me that on October 21st, which is our youngest son's birthday. He performed at the Hollywood Bowl because he opens for the Jonas Brothers. And they were there that night and it was his birthday. And she sat right next to us. Like two boxes down. Isn't that fun? So funny. You guys were so cute. My girlfriends and I were talking about how cute you guys were together. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's just funny how things happen. We were so proud. Yeah, That's why I say we can Mm -hmm. all relate to each other, especially as mothers. But yeah, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom from the from the moment I guess I was born because I idolized my mother. I thought she was a phenomenal mother. And uh, I believe I am the woman I am today. I believe I am the wife and the mother and grandmother that I am mm. today because of my mother. Mm. I don't even know how this fits in, but I, speaking of mothers, um, 
I just had my mammogram today. Yes. And I was, everything's good. And I was, good. Jamie knows Great. that it's been, they were watching something and everything's fine. And it's been like a six months of just being really nervous. And uh -huh. my mom came with me and I just like, there's nothing like, you know, having your mom there. Yes. And for all of us who have our moms around, I lost my dad. So I know what it's like if you're listening to this and you don't have your mom and it's, you know, but, but if you, you know what I mean? Like when your mom is there and she's your mommy forever. Yes. And you know, I, your I mommy. felt lucky to have her with me because I was nervous and, yes. and I hugged her after and I was mm. like, that was rough. Um, oh. And and it just, it feels good to just have loving parents. I think about that a lot with my kids where I consciously try and like make sure like this is a memory for you of the mom of who your mm. mom is. Like the other day, my son kept I saying he was nauseous. I'm going to throw up because he threw up in the airport a few days before. Mm. And he goes, I think I'm going to throw up again. And normally, to be honest, I'd be like, you're fine, Bo, you're fine, you're fine. But I was like, okay, buddy, you know what? Let's go in the bathroom and let's sit in the floor together. Oh. And he was like, okay. And I was like, let's just take deep, some deep breaths. Let's drink some water. Mm. And we sat in there for 30 minutes and we just talked. And I was so happy yes. afterwards That's because what he's I was like, remember, Jay. Yes. I thought, I thought never to myself, that. you're yeah. going to remember this. And this is, these are the imprints I want in your memory forever. Because mm -hmm. look, I have my faults this morning. I definitely lost we it are. a little bit. And my Pam alone with them for the, my husband's gone all week and it was rainy and the baby's yes. getting his teeth, his molars and he's not happy. And it's just, you know, a whole circus yes, that the yes. morning can be to get them That's out the door. Life. You're allowed to redeem and yourself love, in these moments. And by the way, I've already gone to Starbucks and bought him a snowman cookie that I will be giving to him <laughs> when I pick him up today. But I do hold on to those moments and they are so special because mm -hmm. like you said, you there's those feelings of like your mom yeah. being there. I want to give that to them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of funny. My oldest son, who is 40, he's still to this day has this story that I swear is not true. And he says, it's the one time I yelled at him and said, if he didn't tuck in a T-shirt, <laughs> it's hilarious, a monster truck T-shirt that he got the night before when his daddy took him to the monster truck show. Yeah. And he got the T-shirt. He wanted to wear it to school. And I said, oh, you can't wear that to school. He goes, yes, I want to. I said, okay, fine, but only if you tuck it in. Well, does that sound like me? No. Jay, quit telling this story. It's not <laughs> it funny how, like, what stays with you. Yes. That sure oh. really must have meant a lot yes. to him. God, I, and then you said I, I said all that. A lot of things. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I didn't do that. Oh, my gosh. But it's become so a joke. Funny. It's like uh, this, yeah. the story about when mom lost it. Like the perfect yeah. Thanksgiving story that yes. everyone tells over. It's so oh, funny. That is funny. I love things that they say happen. But, but then when they do repeat, those precious stories. Yeah. Like, like he will. He'll, like, Mom, I remember when you sat in the bathroom floor and so. helped me. Do you know what I always say? It's so funny that you say that because I always have this memory of me not feeling good when I was little, my mom tickling my back. Mm. But oh. that's, I mean, that's that's what I remember because it was so, it meant so much to me. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same. Totally. I love that because I, I will tell you, I lost my mother. At what I think is a very young age of 58. That's very to young. To undiagnosed heart disease. Oh. Well, I was talking to her on the telephone and she just said, I feel funny. And I said, what do you mean by funny? She was already gone. No. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm yes. so sorry. sorry. And it, 58 is so young, which yes. is part of my message when I say, if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of those you love because yeah. I, as I said earlier, idolized my mother. I thought she was phenomenal. And I am the woman I am today because of my mother, but- 
there was there's just that one thing that I will not perpetuate of her legacy, and that is self neglect. Mm. I, she never took care of herself. She I, she never put herself first. Right. Right. She took care of my father and us five children, but not herself. But it's so important for moms to hear because so many moms just are you know, pounding the pavement, taking care of everything for everyone else. And, you know, we always talk about Jill Spivak's analogy. Our mommy and me guru always gives us this analogy of like, you know, when you're on an airplane, they say, put the mask on yourself first. Like Mm -hmm. the mom put the mask on Mm -hmm. and then your kid, it's like the same. It'd be so hard to do. It's so hard to do, but but also it's so hard to take care of yourself first in general. But that's why I so support Jamie and everything she's doing and continuing to do and, and, and so encourage you not to feel selfish, which well, I, know I you also don't. I have a daily reminder. So I live with multiple sclerosis. So I can't yes. not take care of myself yes. because I rebelled against the disease in my twenties and let it progress because I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I was um not that I thought I was invincible, I was just upset and depressed and didn't know how to process the emotional journey. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a physical thing that I was going to have to deal with. And I didn't realize how much greater the emotional journey was. And so having that lesson before having kids, I think helped me. Although in the first year of having my son, my husband at the time was a professional baseball player, but in the minor leagues. Mm. So it was the unglamorous version and the grind, real grind version. And I took the year off to support him and follow him around with our baby. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it with any help because I'm not working and this doesn't make sense. And I drove myself into the ground and Mm -hmm. I wasn't well and I wasn't the best mom or the best anything to any relationship in my life. But I, 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 a lot every day, like I have a gas tank, like a car and where I give my energy to. And I see this healer all the time and he always tells me, your time and your energy is precious. Like whenever I'm stressed about being late to him, he's like, relax, Jamie, this is your time. Mm-hmm. You will do, you do the things with your time. And that's, that's something that's really helped me where I like, even if I only get, you know, a good two or three hours with my kids in a day, because it is important for me to go to physical therapy yes. for an hour. And it's important for me to get a massage. And it's important for yes. me to see my acting coach. Like those are the places that I give my energy. So while I obviously wish I wasn't living with this disease, it's given me a lot of great lessons. And I don't think I would be the person or mother I am without it. Definitely. That's right. I always use the analogy that I'm like a bank account. And if I withdraw every bit of my energy and my emotion and my time and give it to everyone else mm-hmm. and have nothing left for myself, I'm going to be overdrawn. I'm going to have zero in my account. And also, I, I have this saying I always believe and say to others, if you are always putting everyone else first, you're teaching them you come second. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of our listeners on Mama Said Podcast are in the negative in their mm-hmm. bank account. And yes. I feel like once they listen to Jamie and I become so honest about you know something mm-hmm. specific that happens we give them the permission slip to be like, oh my God, like I, I don't need to, I don't need to feel this way anymore. Like I don't need to feel so depleted. Well, I think the spark is lit when you find 
the community and realize yes. that you're not alone and in feeling like, this way. And that's the whole purpose of Mama Said is just to be super honest. We like to coin it and forgive my language of like the pretty and the shitty of yeah. motherhood oh, because yeah. it is all of those things. And we we talk about how much we love our kids. We also talk, we talk about the good, every show we open with our mommy wins and fails yeah. of the week because we all have them every day, not alone every week. And so that's why I was saying with Jenna, like the fact that she was, I was just able to be honest my whole journey with motherhood my second time around was so much easier because I didn't feel so bad because on top of all the other things in life, you're dealing with that mother guilt of, of things that like, yeah. we're just doing the best we can. And the end of the day, I've also had a therapist tell me, as long as your kids know that they are loved and yes. supported, That's right. that is all you really need to worry about. Yeah. That's right. And I was going to say, I gave you that sense of um, friendship and, you know, uh, like-minded and, and I was there for, and understanding, yeah. but you, but Jamie gave me, what Jamie gave me was, um, the chance to do something I love and oh. have a job again. Yes. And I said, I would never, you know, just settle with a job that I was miserable at. And mm -hmm. she is the reason why I'm so happy doing this podcast and I'm working now. I, I am it. a working mom. And I was like, will I ever say that? Um, will I be a working mom and have to sit at a desk from nine to five, which by the way, like I also love doing that, but mm -hmm. at a job that I didn't love, um, or am I going to find something that happened organically that I'm really just going to be so passionate about? And so that's what Jamie gave me. So I think like, it was just, oh, you know, I love that perfect timing, perfect everything. And uh -huh. we gave each other so much. Uh -huh. Yeah. We're a good partnership because yeah. Jenna, the things that Jenna's really good at, I'm not at all. Like she loves a spreadsheet. <laughs> love a spreadsheet. She, <laughs> she helps set up our <laughs> I'm store. I'm such a detail person. <laughs> we're going to be putting out <laughs> some mama said merch, which is really oh, exciting. Yes. So Jenna Wait. really helped. Like we, we, talked about it but she really helps set it up and Jamie does a lot of things that she's very good at and I'm not and vice versa yeah. like we, we both that. have our strengths and her strengths are amazing and we didn't ever really talked about it never. it just it's kind just, of fell into place it's been way. really nice. and it's been so <sighs> easy yeah, yeah. I easy. love that okay I want to start talking about mama said I right. want to hear All some right. of the great things because I listen to the podcast I think it is so real so entertaining and so fun, Thank funny. You. Let's get to that. But first, on my podcast, I do a drink of the day. Ooh, okay. And since it's the holiday season, we're having a white cranberry martini. <gasps> wow. Yes. And then what? you'll also notice that we have our water. Yes. yes. So if you, Which, if by you the way, don't. is the cutest <laughs> water in the world. Those Very intimate neon cute. straws. Oh, my God. So <laughs> for you listeners who don't know, our little water bottles, the labels are the logo, the icon for <laughs> I've Got a Secret. Oh, my God. So we are now being served our drink of the day. Wow. And you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can see a photo of the drink of the day. It's and you can get the recipe. But like I said, it's a white cranberry martini. It has 1.5 ounce vodka. Ooh. Ooh. And <laughs> la, la. 0.75 ounce Cointreau. I was going to say, who's driving? St. Germain and a yeah. half ounce lime juice. Wow. Oh, my God. And no, I'm not a lot. Well, I, I know am. that I'm always <laughs> serving alcohol on this podcast, but. Uh, it's okay. I'm down the, with that. And the uh, glasses are just like They're beautiful. beautiful. Like, I want to come to your house for a party. I, I want you to, too. Oh I want you to, because. I brought these cheers. from home. Cheers. I brought the glasses from home. Oh my God, they're so pretty. Cheers. 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 Um, cheers. Well, air cheer. Yeah. yeah. Air cheer. Oh my God. 
The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. Okay, so we have our drink of the day. Now let's get down to yeah, business and let's talk about your podcast. Right. Okay. So you just tell us everything. Tell us everything about it when you start your podcast. How do you start it? So uh, every week we start our show with our mommy wins fails. So it's a chance for Jen and I to like catch up our listeners and where we're at in our journey, especially because our kids are so young and that they're changing so much. You know, yes. my son started kindergarten this year and with especially with our babies developmentally and just sort of all the trials and tribulations and even stuff with our husbands or friends, not just always Mostly pertaining to the kids. Husbands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then we have a guest um, each week and we try to have the topic be something that they pick so that they will feel passionate to talk about. Um, So sometimes it's a brand new mom. So we'll talk about sleep or we had, you know, this great influencer who talked about her particular journey with breastfeeding because we feel like it's something that's really important to talk about because every journey is different and women can feel a lot of pressure and feel really bad from the get-go of having a baby when it comes to breastfeeding. So that was a really great show. Mm Um, we've had, like Jenna said, our mommy guru, Jill Spivak. We've had sleep experts. This we've had- week is a mom with two children with autism. Yes. I know a lot of people yes. have been waiting for this show. Yes. Do you know, uh, speaking of that, and um, I was just telling my staff earlier before you got here about a dental appointment I had yesterday, and then I, I really stay on top of my health and do my blood work and such. And I have found out just this week that I have a high level of metal in my body. Mm. Anyway it's turned out that I have to do a kind of a detox for heavy metals. And my dentist was telling me yesterday, now I'm, I, I know nothing about autism mm-hmm. as far as treating it or experiencing mm-hmm. it. My children do not have it. But he was telling me that one of his very dear friend's child was born with it. And at five years old, he was trying to do a dental appointment, but just actually had to give up because mm. the five-year-old just couldn't focus enough in the chair. And she took her child to a doctor and had it tested. And he had a high level of toxicity in his body due Mm -hmm. to metal. And she did a chelation treatment, a few chelation. And he's now a grown man and is doing beautifully and has his whole life. Well, Chrissy, who was on the show, mentioned that the, you know, there are causes that could be environmental, things Mm -hmm. like that. So yes, I mean, I think especially as the statistics grow, um, particularly in young boys, that it's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. one of those things to check, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. But absolutely. But yeah, I mean, she was a phenomenal guest. And it's just also nice, too, because a lot of the celebrity guests that we have, it's an opportunity for them to talk about, we're not interested, I mean, we'll promote whatever movie you're doing but mm-hmm. or whatever show you have coming out, but it's an opportunity for you to, like, reveal another side of you about yes. being a mom, about being uh, having your children. So 
it's a really candid, open conversation. And then we close the show each week with um, a segment called Shitty Mommy. I love it. And we, so we have a listener. We have listeners in our Facebook community write in um, their Shitty Mommy stories. So we always share one of those. And then we have our guest share a Shitty it. Mommy or Shitty Daddy story. Yeah, we love, I love having it. dads on. Yeah. Oh, you have such dads a fun on too. perspective. Yeah. We had yeah. our husbands on. Oh, um, oh, my God. That was amazing. Which was great. And we need to we need to revisit that yeah. eventually. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I would love yeah. to. And we'll have you on. Stories. Oh, I would love to. You could yes. come on with your husband. I would yes. love it. Yeah, I, I would love it because I will tell you the first time I asked Philip about having children, being a parent, he mm-hmm. did not want to have children. Oh, I said, really? well, there's the problem. We've got a problem then. Of course, it didn't take me long to convince him of that. Of course, because he was in love with you. don't know what yeah. you want right now, but <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to want to be a father. And of course he did. But when I was pregnant with our first one, he did inform me for eight and a half months that he was not going to go into the delivery room. He didn't think he could oh handle that. So. You just need to know right now, I have a few rules. I'm not going into the delivery room. He did go in. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ever going to take the baby anywhere with me. I I just, I'm not going to do that. And he did. Okay. He did. Yeah. He like, I'm taking the baby with me. Okay. So don't plan (laughs) on me not taking him with me. He's going to go with me tomorrow. And he said, I will never change a diaper. He never did change it up. <laughs> he didn't, but that's only because I beat him to it. Like, yeah, I yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah, he said I'm never going to get up in the middle of the night. He, it was a race. It was a race to the oh, to the yeah. baby. Yeah, see who could get to it first. Oh, it's my so God. funny. You can never. Anytime there's a new parent when they're pregnant and they'll talk about all the things that they are going to do. I'm not one to judge, but I always say like. Just, just don't yeah, hold yeah. yourself accountable to all of those things. Yeah. Just see. Exactly. Just yeah. see. You never and know the type of parent I you're going to be. Felt like I knew him so well that I would just go, okay. Yeah, right. Right. Yes. Sure. But um, I did believe him, though, on that, not going into the delivery room. And I was really scared about giving mm. birth. How did y'all feel about the first time you gave birth? Um, I was excited. I had a good pregnancy both times. Um, I was excited to see what was going to happen. I didn't take a birth class. I was, you know, I, I've, I've been around pregnancies my whole life. I've been around babies my whole life. I was comfortable with newborns. Um, I was super excited just to see what was going to happen. It ended up being kind of scary. My son uh-huh. <laughs> um, had meconium. So um, for those of you that don't know, it's they poop in the womb, basically. Uh-huh. So he had breathing problems. So yes. I had to rush him out um, of my room. And he was in the NICU for two nights. So I never even got to, you know, hold him for more oh. than a second. So that ended up being scary. But my, I was really excited and I had so much adrenaline. I remember I was like, I didn't sleep for five days. And your husband um, went in with you. He went in with me. He saw it all. Uh, I, I was excited about it, Gosh, which is great. shocking because... Jamie knows this. Like I have a fear of health things. Um, and I was just talking to my therapist about this. She asked me, she goes, how was your pregnancy and how was your labor like mentally? And I said, it was amazing. Like I was excited about giving birth. I like loved being pregnant. She was like, that's so interesting because, you know, I'm trying to be better about not waking up and thinking I'm sick. And, you know, my Uh dad passed away. I have PTSD from that. And my sister has had cancer. She's good. She's okay now. But it's just amazing what, how you can feel with some things and, uh-huh. and not, and with pregnancy, I was great. I like yeah. never Do you research every symptom? Uh, I don't. I actually don't because I will spiral and mm-hmm. I, I, and thank God I don't make myself do that. Like I won't Google. I'm a research 
freak, but only, only on minor things like if I'm prescribed. So I, I prefer all natural. I, I don't like synthetic I drugs. I try. Yeah. But I'll take them if I have to. Of course. But yeah. I research it all before I do. Um, I don't research yeah, not a big... things I'm thinking about, but. Yeah, I would like if I was prescribed a medicine from a doctor, I would just take it, I guess. But mm-hmm. but my mom is a big um, homeopathic yes, researcher and she's a huge health nut since the day I was born. I mean, I never had a suite in my life, in my house. I mean, she like she's ahead of her time. She's, you know, always told me this is bad for you. This is bad for you. And 20 years later, it's like, this is terrible for you. Yeah. Um, now, see, I don't do that. So with I trust anyone her. I kind of. Yeah. Really? I don't, I don't. Yeah. It's as you said that I just realized that's so funny because. I influence, like Philip, I do. He, he'll do anything I say as yeah. far as health. But I didn't, maybe, maybe I, it's because I really got this way when I started entering menopause. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Because I didn't push it on the boys. Like they, they could have all the candy they wanted because I was really into candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted candy all the time. So I anyway. know. At my friend's Sorry. houses, I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my god, this pantry! Oh my grandchildren are like they love. Oh my god, it at my house they'll they'll still they'll come in and go, Grandma, can I have another popsicle? Well, what do you think? Of course, no. yes. I had a grandma my house. which gave me my fair share of candy, and yeah. she still does. She has these candies yeah. hidden like underneath her that's couch so cushions, oh, like boxes, so oh, nuts and shoes. I've got it out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what you want? I love all the candy. Here. Uh, Were you nervous about giving birth? Um. So both my, I was induced both times. I had my husband there and friends. And so it was a very like chill situation. When it was actually came time to push, I give all my thanks and I love her so much, my OB, because I pushed for about an hour and a half. And I would say about an hour into it, I looked at her and I said, am I strong enough to do this? Because I started getting insecure thinking, is this my MS? Is this Mm. like... Because I have this thing of like not being strong enough to do things that I used to be able to do. And she was like, Jamie, you have got, you're doing beautiful. Like you are doing. And she and I remember she said to me, goes, look at me. And I want you to close your eyes and push him to the light. Mm. And that's all I, I thought about. Oh, that just gave me chills. And me he too. came out a few minutes later. And then with Jack, my second boy, she came in and she was and she this is four and a half years later. She's like. You know the drill, right, Jamie? You know what I'm going to say? I was like, I got it. Two pushes. You wow. Know. No. Yeah. So both my births were wonderfully. I also get eerily calm in a typically stressful situation. I go inward. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody that screams. Like, I don't overreact. I get very quiet and I focus. My It freaks my husband out. <laughs> Like where he'll I'm be like, like, are you too. with me? And yeah, I'm like, give I'm, me something. I'm focusing. I'm figuring it. I'm very scrappy. I will figure this uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. So both my births were um, wonderful in that aspect. That. And there's just nothing like looking at your child for the first time because what you hope is now a lifetime with them and just discovering each other every moment until that, you know, the last day. It's amazing. Because you said that, can I just tell you an honest story? Yes. Okay. My first birth, Jay, my doctor was a good friend of ours. And uh, I push and there's Jay and he says, it's a boy. And we're like, oh, I really was so happy. Wanted a son. And he holds him up and and I went, I actually had an ugly baby. Oh, Ah, yeah. I'm not kidding. (laughs) 
None of them are cute when no. they first come out. But you don't I thought understand. you were going to say something else. Oh. I don't even know. No. And I, I just kept looking at him because my problem was he had two heads. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was stuck in there. I went yes. to the class. No one ever told me. If the baby's in the birth canal for too yes. long, it forms. You know, the head is so soft. My son had a triangle head. A triangle. Well, yeah. I a wish cone. I had known. It was two heads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And everyone's, like, cheering, and everyone's having No one sees it. So I'm thinking, oh, his little face was beautiful. He had blue eyes and yeah. his black hair on both heads. But I was and just, it like, And it was only, like, panic. two days until it went back to normal, right? It was, yeah, it was just... It was yeah. actually just a few hours because yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was like, thank God I had a little boy. I could buy him some ball caps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was you just went down mortified. The yeah. And then when they brought him to me, I actually said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You brought me the wrong baby. Yeah. And the nurse went, what? I said, this baby's beautiful. I had uh. an ugly baby. She just looked at me like, what? She's like, honey, get some sleep. She's, like, She's checking yeah. wristbands and panicked. And I said, my baby wild but after i got through that i was expecting it with the second one but mm -hmm. the second one just joy out just, boom yeah. yes he was just born with like, daisy i like sneezed and she fell out of yeah me. is that yeah. funny they say that with the second, second. baby he always the comes so remembers. much faster yeah. but it, he was playing like the, they said show up at the hospital at this yes. time but when i showed yes. up though i was already in labor and he came one year to the day my mother passed so suddenly and oh my God. we were told the whole year it was a girl and Quick story. My mother passed again, like I said, so suddenly, but years prior when we didn't, everyone had had their children. She came into the, my home one day and said, I heard a name today that I just thought, I just think it's beautiful. I've never heard it. And I said, well, what was it? And she said, Jordan. And she said, too bad all my grandchildren have been born because that would be such a beautiful name. And I said, it is a beautiful name. You're right. And then years That's, later, our boys are seven years apart yeah. and it happened. One oh. year to the day he was delivered after her. And oh, we kept wow. thinking of little girls' names. And Philip goes, when he's born, the doctor goes, ah. I said, what? He goes, it's a boy. I'm so happy. Oh. And Philip goes, but what are we going to name him? I swear I heard my mother say, yeah. there's my Jordan. Oh. I had forgotten that name. And I swear Beautiful. I heard my mother say, I said, Philip, his name is Jordan. Mm. I think the whole process leading up to birth, being in that room, mm. surrounded by brilliant people who help bring yes. life into the world. It's an experience that you never forget, but it is smart to do your research and find out, talk to other mothers and other women, That's, what they've been yeah. through and what you can learn and expect. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that every journey is different uh -huh. and that every way of mothering is right. I and agree. It's, there's no, there's no handbook. You kind of are always figuring it out as you go um, from the very beginning. That's right. You know, I didn't breastfeed my two children for the reason I wanted Philip and my mother-in-law, my mother, to have the joy of feeding mm. the baby, even though back then, you know, I guess I could have pumped. But I remember even my mother-in-law telling me, she's like, it wasn't like they enforced like formula, like they yes. requested, yes. they encouraged you yes. to give them formula. I wasn't really encouraged to breastfeed. No. Right. I had my reasons time. because I thought, oh, if I have to watch everything I eat and I eat something, it could hurt the yeah. baby, whatever. 
I was my just a nervous she, mother. My mom said she breastfed us because it was cheaper. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She was told me like they couldn't afford formula, mm-hmm. so she, she breastfed mm-hmm. all of us. But she said that that she they were telling her like, here's the formula. My mom was like, no, I want to breastfeed, and they kind of looked down upon it. But yeah, I will admit that forty years ago it was not <laughs> something that was really encouraged, mm-hmm. and but I chose to bottle feed, and I can and they're remember. Perfect. And I, I guess think they're perfect. You can't tell, yeah. can't tell who's perfect. breastfed or who's yes. formula yeah. fed when exactly. you look at any grown and child. And said he would not feed it, the baby, but he bottle fed that baby yep. as Aww. often as he could. Yeah, I do oh, remember. First, I know. That first so year. Oh, it's, it's so, so scary. up and down. Oh, up my and down. God. Like, even when we're year. talking about it, it's like such wonderful memories. And then you're like, and such dark yeah. memories. I think I had that He's hungry. He's hungry. He's not getting enough. It's coming out too much, but... I remember looking in the pantry floor of the case of formula because they sent us home with some. Yeah. And you had to add water to it. Yeah. So I was grabbing a can in the box on the floor. And I'll never forget. It only happened for like a day. But I'll never forget opening that pantry and looking down at the top of every can said, do not add water. And I was adding water. Oh, my God. It was already diluted. Oh, my God. I've been starving him. Oh, my God. So it's just those. That's such a good story of like the mom like mess up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. But like yourself, I remember thinking, my God, I was just blaming myself for everything. When as I look back, of course, I remember at the end of the day. Right. I, I did remember, not make the stomach valve grow No, shut. of course not. But you so, have a gut feeling. And you should mm-hmm. always, moms should always trust their gut instinct. But uh-huh. I have a funny story. We were um, like going out with Milo, my son, for his first walk ever. Oh. And I put it on Instagram and like it was the carriage, you know, thing. And it was facing outward. And I got like 70 messages from already oh. moms saying, honey, you could turn turn the carriage so the baby faces you and so I I was thinking like as we were strolling him I was like it's so weird that you like can't look at your kid while you're pushing him anyway it was like one of those they told you how to do the handle they were like just flip it around I was like oh my god the stroller is amazing you can just flip it around when you want to but how nice that people would say how to do it instead of I know. Tell you you're stupid. Yeah, I know. Well, I was laughing. I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know <laughs> so how to work a stroller. Fun. Jeez, yeah. that's so fun. So, what kind of advice would you give someone who's listening right now, and is maybe a week away from their due date? What mm. kind of advice would you give them if they pass their due date? Because that's they pass their due date. Mm. Yes. Oh, uh, I mean, I. I remember feeling like in such a rush to like have the baby because you're so anxious to yes. meet him and get this this whole journey started. Um, and all the things that cliche people get your sleep now and mm-hmm. enjoy this now, but do enjoy your time. The baby will come. Your, your body is an incredible vessel that will know exactly when the right time I mean with the advice of your doctor obviously if you need to be induced like I did because both my children were enormous but how much how much did they weigh nine and a half (gasps) and nine really yeah that's great I mean that's big boys that's large yes yes but just enjoy your time and also just don't try to limit your expectations Mm -hmm. let yourself be pleasantly surprised with what's to come Build your village and rely on them. Ask for help. The li- Take your time after you have that baby and 
allocate duties elsewhere. Do not do laundry. Do not clean dishes. Um, Invite mm. the help. People are happy to help you, are happy to set up meal trains. Um, I love meal trains. They're the best thing. And people want to figure out how, and they obviously can't do the things that you can do as a mother. So let them do all the other things that you, you know, all the chores, all the responsibilities, and then just enjoy those first few weeks. They go by so fast. Mm -hmm. And you don't need makeup to be a mother. No, (laughs) you don't need to be dressed up every day or dressed. Stay in your jammies. That's okay. Oh my God. The shower is the beginning. Oh, I'll never forget that first shower I had after. Oh my God. Philip, you're just going to have to hold him just long enough for me to get in the shower. And you hear like phantom cries. You don't know if like your, the cries are like actually happening or if like it's in your brain and you're like, do I get out of the shower? Cause he's crying. I'm in the shower. I don't remember that shower and having my eyes closed and just thinking, oh, this feels so good. And and then I open my eyes and there's Jay. Philip is holding him over the top of the shower door. It was a glass door to the shower. And I went, what what are you doing? I thought he might miss you. Oh, Oh, gosh. You're the the psychology student who said they don't really miss their mothers till they're eight months old. And I still haven't forgiven him for telling me that. That was his AKA, I'm not sure what to do with him now. Can you get out of the shower? Because I can't deal with this anymore. I think that's exactly what it was. It was like, what? That's so funny. Yeah, Yeah. no, thank you. God, those showers were amazing. Like, the escape. Like, just, like, have two seconds to yourself I still feel that way when I shower Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's so fun to anticipate the birth but I was two weeks late (gasps) you were two weeks yeah for with Milo and I wasn't in a rush I had just scheduled my induction and that morning I that morning I scheduled the induction finally and then I went to sleep like three weeks three days three hours after (gasps) Do you ever um, think that the doctors get the due date wrong when someone is like two weeks late? Or- Maybe. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. it's all approximation. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but yeah, I just think like just enjoy, enjoy your time pregnant because boys it a to shit mom- show and Listen to afterwards. mama said if you feel lost. Yes. <laughs> DM us if you feel lost. Yes. We'll, we'll help Jen you. Jen and I will help you. Yeah. I love that. We have another tradition on my podcast that is a game we play at the end. Great. This game is called Mama's Firsts. And to start with, I'm going to say growing up, all children have milestones. We're going to try to recall what ages we were when we had some of our firsts growing up and maybe share a few stories about them. I feel like we've had some great stories today, but now I'm going to ask the question. At what age did you have your first kiss? Twelve. Well, twelve. Gosh, yeah. Well, I'm about to turn 66, so I think you can understand why I won't be able to remember that. (laughs) My first kiss was probably 12. Yeah, so I'm going to copy. I was in seventh grade, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 12. At what age did you dye your hair for the first time? Twelve. Mm. 14. I have to tell you, I do remember, I have three older sisters growing up, and so they were always experimenting everything on me, and I love change, so I'm always changing mm-hmm. everything. So, But I do remember I was 14. Mm. Okay. At what age did you first sneak out of your house? 18. Um, probably 14. <laughs> I can remember. I but was. not my house, my friend's house, because like, my oh, house yeah. was like a prison. <laughs> I couldn't get out of there. <laughs> so funny. I was 15. 
because I snuck out with my friend out the bedroom window and she had her driver's license and I didn't oh. rolled my mother's car out the driveway and then wow. pushed it down the street. Oh my God. Well, Fucky. I know. That's I was nice. always kind of looked innocent, but I was. Yeah, I love that. Okay. At what age did you get a tattoo or piercing? Uh, 31. <laughs> tattoo? Or, tattoo. Um, I was pierced when I was born, like a week old. Really? Oh, yeah. Piercing probably oh, when I was like eight or something. And then I got two tattoos. Yeah, I guess four years ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous because I don't have a tattoo. I have my one of my son, son and one of my daughter. I love them. He has them all over. <laughs> Our boys are very different in that way. Really? Uh-huh. Our oldest is like no tattoos. And I will say that Jay has always believed that we had Jordan just for him. Like, ah. He no. was born, and he said, I'll take over. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He never wanted Jordan to get tattoos, but oh he has them. So I got my ears pierced when I was, I think, 12. Okay, how? at what age did you try alcohol? 16. 12. <laughs> no, wait. Was I in se- seventh grade? 15? I mean, about mitzvah time? Is that what you No. Mean? Yeah, maybe I was 14. I think I was about... 14 or 15. Yeah, I think I was 14. I must have been. Tricked me, but I was fine with it. (laughs) Okay. What age were you when you had your first boyfriend? 12. Okay. Yeah, 12 for me too. Yeah. Oh, I feel like like... everything happened when I went to this one one school. Really? In seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of firsts. I'm going to say I was about 10. I was about 10 years old. Yeah. Um, at what age did you learn about sex? Mm. Ooh. Just learn about 11, maybe? Like, like, 10 or 11? Uh, unwillingly, like, from my mother, probably early, like, 9, 8, yeah. 9, 10. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm going to say from my sisters. Yeah. yeah. Really, probably 10. Yeah. At what age did you get your heart broken for the first time? Oh. Oh, I just 15. remember. 15. Um... God, I had so many crushes. I don't I don't even know. 13? I think I was 13. I like dated someone for a day and then we love. broke up and I was like mm. heartbroken. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about your new projects that you were telling me about before sure. we started the show. Let's talk about those right yeah. Well, there's this company called Fashion Able, which is a wonderful, wonderful company based out of Nashville here um, that first began um, in Ethiopia. They started by making scarves and the whole background and mission of the company is to employ women and take them out of the sex industry and give them an opportunity to lead a more ethical life. Um, Since they have grown and in these factories in these third world countries, the women are managing it it. and they're giving these women a second chance at life. And they also have their Nashville headquarters where they're taking women that are coming out of um, rehab or the prison system and giving them a chance to employ them. Um, They publish their wages. They're just an incredible company that we have really um, grown a great relationship with. And so we did a Mama Said capsule collection with them with all personalized jewelry, um, like tags and bars for ID bracelets and necklaces. And we're really proud of it. We really love it so much. And it's so it's fashion able. And you can check out their Mama Said collection. And um, this that. this company supports women in so many ways. We saw it firsthand um, on our trip to Nashville and hearing all their stories. And we couldn't be happier 
to, you know, be collaborating with them. And what is the website for them? Fashionable.com. Fashionable.com. A-B-L-E. You're saying fashionable.com. Yeah. And your website. Yes, it's brand new. So we're launching, you know, the cutest apparel oh. and for kids and moms, kids, and moms, accessories, oh, uh, just everything Mama Said podcast. So little funny sayings on sweatshirts and, you know, hats that your husband or partner oh, can no. wear or you. Um, I got both my kids matching black T-shirts that say Mama Said. I, yeah, I got sweatshirts. I, I got hat, coffee mugs. Fanny pack that says Mommy it. shit Toads. on it. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of stuff. It's perfect for the holidays. It's cute stuff. Great stuffers. gifts, yes. Yeah. Great oh. gifts for new moms to be. Fun gag gifts. A tote yeah. you can fill with all your favorite mommy things. I you love know it. your favorite mommy. There's a lot of stuff. We, um, yeah, we're just about to launch it. So, so yeah, I, I would it. say visit our Instagrams, <coughs> Mama yeah, Said Podcast yes. or Genesee Paris or Jamie Lynn Segler, and we'll, we'll have all the information it. there. Okay, like, so yeah. for all of you listening, you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and all of these websites will be on there. Thank you. Yes. So, Thank you so we'll much. have a, the entire list of every website so you can shop for all of Mama Said. Yes. So yes. all of mamasaid.com products and sounds like you have some really fun and yeah. Yeah. perfect, perfect products. So I'm going to go on there and do my shopping. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Because truly, what Mama said is always right. Mama knows. Right? True. Mama, Mama knows, knows best. Mama's always right. Yeah. I saw something one day that said, all dads to the left, Mama's always right. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's so a good cute. one. I might use that. In you, yeah, you should use that. Oh my God, that's such a good one. Because we also dads end each episode left, with a Mama said Mama's quote. Mama's always right. Yes. I'm going to write that down. Love it. Okay, so unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this episode. And it was so wonderful hearing from both of you ladies. And I hope you'll come back. We would love love to. to. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you you. both for being here. It was just so much fun. It was a lot of fun. So make sure to check out Jamie and Jenna's podcast, Mama Said, on all podcast platforms. And of course, come back every Wednesday for more episodes of I've Got a Secret. For fun behind-the-scenes extras of this episode, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. I'll see you next week, Secret Squad. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.